Hello, and welcome to A Course in Miracles for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. In this podcast, we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. I also have another podcast that is reading and discussing the daily workbook lessons. That one is called A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I love talking with people about A Course in Miracles and the daily lessons, and I welcome interaction and feedback. There are several ways you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I have a Facebook page called A Course in Miracles for Regular People. You can email me at ACIMFRP, that's A Course in Miracles for Regular People, ACIMFRP at gmail.com. Or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave me a voice message. Actually, you can also make donations on Anchor if you'd like to support this podcast, and I really appreciate that. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode number 66. We are continuing in chapter 3, The Innocent Perception, and section 5, Beyond Perception, and we will be picking up in paragraph number 5. So last week we started the process of moving beyond perception to knowledge. We learned that the difference between making and creating is that making, when we make something, it's based on a perception of lack. There's something that we need to accomplish and for some reason we don't have the tools for it so we make them. Creating is just knowing. We also talked about self-image and how we are always asking who and what we are. But when we're perceiving ourselves in the physical, there's not really anything stable to know. So, now let's get on with today's lesson. Section 5, Paragraph 5. Knowing is not open to interpretation. You may try to interpret, quote-unquote, meaning, but this is always open to error because it refers to the perception of meaning. So we may try to interpret meaning, but interpretation refers to perception, what we perceive that it means. Last week, I said of, of the beginning of this section where Jesus was telling us that our current abilities are only shadows of our real strength. I said, perception is a weakened form of vision. If we can't see something clearly, we decide what we think it is. And based on that judgment, we make decisions. Continuing, such incongruities as mistaking perception for knowledge, are the result of attempts to regard yourself as separated and unseparated at the same time. So if we see ourselves as unseparated or united as one, we have knowledge. If we see ourselves as separated individual beings, we do not have knowledge, we are confused. Continuing, it is impossible to make so fundamental a confusion without increasing your overall confusion still farther. Your mind may have become very ingenious, 
But as always happens, when method and content are separated, it, ingenuity, is utilized in a futile attempt to escape from an inescapable impasse. Ingenuity is totally divorced from knowledge. They cannot be combined. Because knowledge does not require ingenuity. Ingenious thinking is not the truth that shall set you free. But you are free of the need to engage in this ingenious thinking when you are willing to let it go. Paragraph six. Prayer is a way of asking for something. It is the medium of miracles, and that is miracle principle number 11. But the only meaningful prayer is for forgiveness, because those who have been forgiven have everything. And once forgiveness has been accepted, prayer in the usual sense becomes utterly meaningless. The prayer for forgiveness is nothing more than a request that you may be able to recognize what you already have. In electing perception instead of knowledge, you placed yourself in a position where you could resemble your father only by perceiving miraculously. You have lost <coughs> you have lost the knowledge that you yourself are a miracle of God. Creation is your source and your only real function. There's a lot in that paragraph and I don't really see a connection to the previous paragraph. But the thing that stands out most for this one, for me, is where it says the only meaningful prayer is for forgiveness because those who have forgiven have everything. And the reason that that stands out to me so much is because that word forgiveness has so much baggage to it because of the way that we were taught that the definition of forgiveness is. <clears throat> and so I paused and I really studied this out. And the best definition that I found in A Course in Miracles is all the way toward the end of the workbook, workbook part two, starts with lesson 221. But in the preface to the workbook part two, it says, what is forgiveness? And it says, Forgiveness recognizes what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. It does not pardon sins and make them real. It sees there was no sin. And in that view are all your sins forgiven. What is sin except a false idea about God's Son? 
forgiveness merely sees its falsity and therefore lets it go. What then is free to take its place is now the will of God. The way that we were taught about forgiveness is that we were very bad and evil and wicked and we deserve God's wrath. And instead, because God loved us so much, he sent Jesus and poured out all of his wrath on Jesus and killed Jesus rather than us so that we could be forgiven of our sins, of our wickedness, that it would erase all of our evil deeds in God's eyes. Another definition of forgiveness that I found in The Course in Miracles is in chapter 9, section 4. And it says, To forgive is to overlook. Look then beyond error, and do not let your perception rest upon it, for you will believe what your perception holds. Accept as true only what your brother is, if you would know yourself. Perceive what he is not, and you cannot know what you are, because you see him falsely. Remember always that your identity is shared, and that it's Sharing is its reality. My takeaways from this episode are, number one, knowledge does not require ingenuity. Ingenious thinking is not the truth that shall set you free. Number two, Forgiveness does not make sin real by pardoning it. It recognizes that what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. Forgiveness is seeing that there was no sin. And number three, sin anyway is a false idea about God's Son. Forgiveness sees the falsity and therefore lets it go. So sin is not this big, horrible thing that we deserve death for. It's simply a mistaken idea that needs to be corrected. This week, I wish you a week of forgiveness. Many blessings. Namaste.